Hello everyone and welcome back to the Small Introvert Den. I am your podcaster Sally and in today's podcast of As I Promised Myself I want to apologize for a few things. First off, I took a week off because uh, <clears throat> Let's just say uh, the Lady Susan chose my teeth as a victim and the sanity of my brain as a victim for her a little uh, lady Susaning, you know? Anyway, so yeah, I t- took a week off because I had a lot of pain in my teeth and I could barely talk. Actually, I tried to do the episodes nonetheless, but I always sounded like I was drunk and high from all the medication. I mean, I do sound high right now, but still. I'm not high, don't worry, I just, I'm just high on caffeine. I don't do drugs. <laughs> but yeah, in today's podcast episode, it's going to be about uh, detaching your emotions from a tricky situation where you cannot exactly escape it. Or even, in a sense, you don't know what to do. Now, this happened to me, this type of instance happened to me three times within the last 72 hours actually within the last 24 hours to be more specific where I had few people come forward and ask me for an opinion in a factual situation where I had presented facts where I had presented to be history when it comes to these kind of things and I'm not gonna go in a lot of details because first off I have a lot of privacy respect to the person so yeah so you're not gonna know a lot of things but what happens when you're someone who first off is struggling with mental illness and specifically with a mental illness where you can if not on command but more of unintentionally detach yourself emotionally it's actually a good thing and this is something that a lot of people who have mental illnesses they don't know how to work with it or they haven't never tried to when it comes to let's say for example like learning new patterns learning new mechanisms learning how to control your disadvantage and turn it into a perk or into a very big advantage that you could use in your day-to-day life for example for me as a teacher i try to stay neutral when it comes to the situation of children because i teach children yes that is my day job (laughs) a lot of people are like but you have adhd you're not supposed to be a teacher i'm like huh says who literally says who actually people with ADHD do understand children more than anybody else because we have a attention deficit meaning we we have like a uh, short attention span and no it's not like we hate things or we get lazy we don't honestly I really I don't I'm I'm far away from being lazy. It's just 
my brain goes into waiting mode. I'm sorry. Like sometimes I would sit in a chair for four hours and not even realize because of my brain is in a waiting mode. And then I get up and I have cramps and oh, tightness and stiffness in the back. So yeah. Now when it comes to my emotions specifically, the good thing is that because I went through therapy and because I had a lot of trauma to heal, and no, the trauma that I had was not mostly from my childhood. Yes, I do have some childhood trauma, but I managed with therapy, obviously, to heal it and to have a healthier relationship with my parents, thankfully. And my parents were the most understanding parents. And I'm, I mean, yeah, we fight. Yeah, we bicker. Yeah, we do this. Yeah, we do that. But at the end of it, I do try to respect their boundaries and them respecting mine, which is the first base of any healing trauma, like recovery, if that makes sense. And this is something that a lot of people do not understand, and specifically people who have parents who have been alive ever since the 30s, 50s, like ever since the 20s, the 1920s to 1950s, let's say. A lot of those children from that time didn't have what we have now as the generation, and yes, the generations of the 90s, because in the generation of the 90s, we have not only the most finances, as in ba bills to pay, and also um, monetary independency not independency but more lack of <laughs> but second but third thing we also have a lot of ways to make money and this is something that a lot of people don't know of because back in the day you had one factory where everybody was working on then you had one system of education where you all had to be in it if you don't, you don't. You will go to another school where you have a skill, a professional skill. Now, this is something that a lot of people don't know of. And I'm not talking here about American like history. I'm talking in general, but more specifically, African. Okay? Now, African, Africa back in the day, like in the 1920s, 1940s, 30s, and 50s, and even 60s actually, it was all in war. So the country was destroyed, and not the country specifically, but more of the morale of the people, where a lot of people were in jail or killed or at war, like I said, or had their goods destroyed. So... Yeah, so this is something that you have to put it in mind. And a lot of people, thankfully, were able to rebuild at that point. Now, where am I going in this? To the fact of detaching my emotions from a situation for me to judge on. Here's the thing. A lot of things has played with psyche of people of that time. From their parents. And their parents from their parents. So it's a generational... I'm not going to say generational curse, but more of generational trauma binding. 
or much more specifically trauma bound just like slavery bound that we've studied when we were kids in english or in culture of people selling their children to labor factories in india from the 2010s and earlier on to this now when it comes to people with mental illnesses to be more specific and having that trauma bond and trying to fix it trying to go through therapy trying to go through a generational purge a lot of people don't understand that in order to do that you have to heal yourself and that takes a lot of courage just the fact of me detaching my emotions from a trauma that i have not experienced but i still relate to because of the person itself that alone takes a lot of courage because a lot of people would never be able to do it and it's pretty funny because most people who know me and who have told me their stories i will not mention names who have told me their stories to guide them or to give them an advice or even lend them an ear because sometimes it's not about the advice itself sometimes it's just you sitting down with that said person and listening to them because the first thing that we do in a therapy session and no I'm not a therapist please do not take it as a actual medical advice what a lot of people do in therapy and I've been through therapy myself for 4 years now um we usually vent and spot the trauma and usually when you do that you do that with the fact the symptom and the trait but then with what the patient tells you because that means oh are you the one who is pointing out the trauma as in the therapist or is actually the patient just realizing the trauma that i had been through by logic by factual facts by a memory trigger and sometimes that memory trigger could be anything for example for me one one of the triggers and this is going to be a little bit of tmi for me one of the triggers is claustrophobia i have a fear of being closed off in a closet because when i was a kid I used to be punished by being locked in a box by a teacher and that teacher actually was fired a few years back a few years after what she had done to my class on which till this day I still fight her because she is still implementing that technique in her pedagogy teachings or in her ethical teachings to younger teachers to other teachers who I know and no that is wrong because you're not supposed to do that you're not supposed to inflict a trauma that you have on children after you because those children are a responsibility and that is something that I never realized and I never thought I would ever say because like I always say not my monkey's not my circus but when it comes to teaching yes they are my circus yes they are my kids because there are kids that I took pride and I took under my belt to guide and to teach because 
technically a teacher spends more hours with a student than a student spends it at their home and that is something that a lot of people don't know of which is pretty funny because a lot of people realize like oh you spend like x y and z with this person you're not just gonna be bonded to them mentally but also emotionally because they're gonna be like your child you're raising them you're the second you're like not the second parent, but more like the second set of parents for those children. And when it comes to detaching your emotions to judge by factual, it's kind of the first step to healing a trauma bond or even a trauma of any kind. It doesn't have to be a trauma bond. It doesn't even have to be a trauma. It could be just a problem that you have in day to day. For example, let's say for example, uh, I don't know, uh, my partner has a very bad day at work. And for you, instead of being mad at them or being mad at their bosses, try to listen to it with logic. Try to think of, oh, why is my partner be feeling so bad? What exactly happened? What is the fact? When you know the fact, it could be because maybe your partner didn't have time. Maybe they didn't have good sleep. Maybe they had a bad dream. I don't know. So it could be a few things. Not exactly the exact. Because when you detach your emotions. When someone detaches their emotions from a situation of such. It would give you a platform of knowing what you could do. Or what you should say. Because... It's not giving you like, oh, you're taking side with this person or taking side with that person. No, you're taking side with the logic. I mean, yes, I'm going to sound like, uh, like Freud, to be honest. But technically, he's right in that sense. Obviously, I'm not exactly simping here. Come on. I know a lot of people would be thinking like, oh, no, she's a simp too. Daddy. No, I'm not. <laughs> He was a horrible person. Let's be realistic. He literally used his wife to a point where she was, she became schizophrenic, bipolar, and suicidal. So no, I didn't. No, 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 no. Said no. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, what could you do when? How do you detach your? Uh, how could someone detach their emotions? from someone who is near and dear to them in a situation like this. Well, the first thing, you should listen to the story alone. Consider that story is from a stranger. First things first. Second thing is that when you try to detach your emotions, you have to think, okay, I should put my cap foil on <laughs> and no interference from the heart, which means I'll have to see this, uh, the facts from that time period. So let's say, for example, we have an event that happened in 1946 where a woman had a premature sex and she got pregnant. And let's say, for example, in her culture, because they were very conservative, they could not have an abortion. But what she could get was having an adoption for the child, for the unborn child. Now, the family decided, no, we're not going to get rid of the child, but we're going to raise him as our own. 
going to raise him as our own. Now, in this situation, there could be two things. First off, it's incest, because that's the logic that says about it. The second thing, we have to think of, oh, how does the mother feel about it? Is she okay? Is she not? And here I'm talking about situation in rationale. I'm not talking about an emotion, because an emotion is going to be like, Oh God, how is she going to be able to survive with this lie? Does she even have a heart? You know, th that's the first thing that someone would, who would think with their heart would say. When in reality, you have to think about it with rationale. With rationale, it's a little bit tricky. Because here, we would have to consider, is it the right thing to do or is it wrong? Obviously, it is wrong, but... It's better than giving it up and then at the at their age of 18, you would look for the child. You know, so there is that situation. So we would have to weigh your pros and cons. And this is the thing with detaching your emotions from a situation like this. Now, it could be that this situation could go from bad to worse. Or it could go from bad to better. So one of the two. Now, here in this case, let's say it went from bad to good. Let's say like, oh, the baby father decided to come back and to right his wrong by marrying the woman and then deciding to adopt the child. Now, when they adopt the child and the child is written under the name of the grandparents, how would the how would this child itself feel? Would they know? Would they not know? Are they going to be told at 18 or are they going to be introduced into it until the young age? Or are they not, never going to be told about it and live their life with their biological parents with the instance of, oh, I'm adopted? So there's a lot of, you know, so this is, some, this is kind of an exercise that you have to realize about that kind of makes sense, but it's also kind of creepy and... Uh, very gross, at least for me, because for me, I would say just an abortion. Although I'm pretty, I'm not against abortion, but I'm against a sense of abortion where the abortion comes in a commodity to every mistake. Now, yes, there are some people who are going to be like, no, but she's not ready. Oh, no, because she's a child. I'm sorry. If she consented for sex, she's ready to 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 reap their so like you have to reap what you sell. Let's be realistic. However, if it was a result of rape, yes, I condone abortion. If it is in a sense of oh, the child is like it's a child, like it happened in Ohio, for example, like a month ago, where she was ten, she's not ready to be have a child, not mentally, not physically. Then yes, I condemn a abortion but if she's 18 if she's 20 and she had sex because she was I don't know and it happened to be in a pregnancy I think she should reap what she says I said I think because it still depends but again and no if you're telling me like oh you're pro like oh you're pro-life yes I'm pro-life in the sense of if she takes care of the child, she should be taken care of. 
okay whether it's by the fa the father of the kid or her family or his family one of the three or if she could she should do it herself if she could i'm saying if she could which is a big if considering the age considering the inflation considering all of the things but yes so yeah anyways this is my two cents about how to detach your emotion this is a little bit tmi here but this story goes on and on so it's kind of a good it's kind of a good sense of how to to do this type of things so other than that i'll see y'all tomorrow for another episode of did you believe uh, specifically origins a word i'll still launch a poll in an hour and uh, we will see what word would y'all choose it's probably going to be three choices for the next three weeks so this week next week and the next next week and no i said that last verb uh, that last phrase correctly because it's uh, it's next next and so yeah a verb and an adjective so see y'all